So I hope that you had a fantastic Thanksgiving. And it's interesting if you're just to talk to people about what exactly is Thanksgiving. Uh, someone has described it like this. It is a holiday that we start by watching a parade in the morning. And then we grab a turkey and we stuff it. And we bake it with all of the side fixings. We put it on a table. We bless it. We eat it, and then we go watch football with the Detroit Lions traditionally losing. But by that time, who cares? Because we're all so full that we fall asleep during the middle of the game. We nibble here and there, and then we eat turkey for the next several days. And maybe for you, there's also a time where everyone tells about what you are thankful for. But I just think about this idea of thanksgiving. Is that really what it's all about? And every time that we come to this holiday that is called Thanksgiving, it's a chance for us to do a reality check, that we can ask the question, am I a thankful person? Am I someone who is thankful? When it comes to Thanksgiving, is it a way of life, or is it just an opportunity to take a day off and eat a lot of food and watch football? You know, the bumper video that we've been watching this week and last week right beforehand reminds us that it's God's desire that we should be thankful people all of the time, and not just one day a year. And 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. And so today, we're going to look at a few practical ways that we can show thanks. In fact, all of these put together point to a person who is living a lifestyle of thanksgiving, And it's one that's easily noticeable by other people. Now, it's not necessarily a comprehensive list, but it is one that should give us a good perspective when we ask the question, is Thanksgiving a day to me or is it a lifestyle? So how do we give thanks in all circumstances? Well, first, God calls us to live a lifestyle of Thanksgiving with a content spirit. And this is directly based off of what Nick preached on last week. And if you haven't heard that sermon, I encourage you to go and watch it. It was fantastic. But understanding the blessings that God has given to each one of us will help us to live a life full of thanks. We can be appreciative of the lot that God has given to you. And as Nick showed last week, we can also learn to focus on all the white part of the paper and not just that one black dot in the middle. I came across a story this week where a four-year-old boy was asked to give thanks before Thanksgiving dinner. And so the family members, they bowed their heads in expectation. And so he began his prayer, thanking the Lord for all of his friends, naming them one by one. And then he thanked the Lord for his mommy and his daddy and his brother and his sister. He thanked God for his grandma and his grandpa and each one of his aunts and uncles. And then he began to thank the Lord for the food, each one. He thanked God for the turkey and for the dressing, for the fruit salad, the cranberry sauce, the pies, the cakes, and even the Cool Whip. And then he paused and everyone waited and they waited. And then after a long silence, the young fellow looked up at his mother and he asked, if I thank the Lord for the broccoli, won't he know that I'm lying? (laughs) The boy, I know he wasn't doing anything wrong at that moment, but it did cause me to stop and wonder, how many times in life do we end up choosing 
to complain about the broccoli instead of focusing on everything else that we do have that we like. God has given us so much. And if we're able to be like Paul, where he says that he has learned in all circumstances to be content because of Christ, then it will allow us to be thankful people. And so, are you living with a content spirit? Secondly, God calls us to live a lifestyle of thanksgiving with our words to him. With our words to him. We should give him words of thanks and words of praise. And oftentimes, that is done in prayer. And as we talk to him, we can tell him, thank you for the things that he has done. There's so much when you stop and make a list or actually stop and concentrate about it. In Luke 17, we read of an event where there were 10 lepers who were standing before Jesus and asking to be healed. And Jesus said, yes, go and show yourselves to the priest. And so some point while they are running towards the priest to be able to show themselves and he can declare them clean, that is the moment that they are healed. And we read in the text that only one of the 10 comes back to tell Jesus, thank you. And I wonder, how often are we like the nine? That we simply take for granted that which Jesus has given to us and we never actually say thank you for it. Maybe we just begin to figure that's what's supposed to happen or he's a giver and so yeah, we just receive it, but we don't tell him thank you. And so we should tell God thank you with our words. But we can also give him praise for who he is. Like, whereas thanks is an expression that comes from receiving something, praise is given oftentimes based off of attributes. And so we tell God that he is almighty, not because of anything he has done, but because that is who he is, or that he's great, that he is loving, that he is forgiving. And not only do we do that through prayer, but we do that through songs as well. In fact, many of the songs that we lift up as part of our worship service is praise songs. The Bible tells us to bring a sacrifice of praise. In Hebrews chapter 13, verse 15, it says, Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess His name. And in Psalm 105, verse 2, it says, Sing to Him, sing praise to Him, tell of all His wonderful acts words of thanks, words of praise to God. If you were to take a step back and look at your life, do you find yourself offering these things to Him very often? Thirdly, God calls us to live a lifestyle of thanksgiving with our words to others, our words to others. And this can be seen in a variety of ways, but for one, do you speak good words about God to other people? Like you and I, we like it when people speak highly about us to other people. And sometimes it can be encouraging when that happens right in front of us, when we hear those words. And so when we do that in regards to God, we speak about Him to other people. It's a way that we show that we are thankful to Him. And so expressions like, can I tell you how God showed up again and He met this need in my life? Or maybe it's, well, here's what God showed me in my time with him today. Or it can even be simple as, God is so amazing. I love him. Like all of those statements 
cause us to put the spotlight where it belongs, upon Him and not upon us. And so we should speak words about God to, be, to other people, and that shows our thankfulness. But also in this area of words to others, are your words filled with gratitude? Do you naturally tell people thank you for what they do, like even for the small things in life? And maybe it's not natural to you at all, but you have focused on making that a priority because you realize the difference that it makes as you interact with those people. If being grateful isn't something that you do often, like I saw something this week that might help you get started. It was called a My Gratitude List. And it had three blanks that you could fill out. And so the first blank, it simply said, today I am thankful for blank. It gives you a moment just to stop the busyness, the hecticness of the day. And what is it that I am thankful for today? And you fill that in. The second line said, I really appreciate blank. And so again, that could maybe be a situation, that could be a person, but what is it or who is it that I really appreciate today? The third line said, today, I show my gratitude by blank. Okay, so it's not just enough to think and be thankful, but how is it that I'm going to show someone else that I am thankful? And then afterwards, it said that you should thank God for everything in your life. But I think about that third line about showing gratitude and how that allows us to think through a practical step to show my thankfulness to somebody else. Again, it's not just enough to have it, but how do I show that gratitude to somebody else? The way we use our words to others in gratitude shows a lifestyle of thankfulness. But as we're still talking about words, the opposite is actually true as well, that we should strive not to grumble we should strive not to grumble with our words. And it is super easy when we're around other people to talk a lot about things that frustrate you, isn't it? Like people or incidents that happen or laws. And man, it's natural when they're frustrated as well that we just keep adding fuel to the fire in that conversation. But as we complain to others, like it doesn't show God that we're appreciative to him. Grumbling often causes us to become miserable and frustrated in the moment. It can make those around us unhappy if all we do is complain and grumble. In fact, you can build a reputation of someone that others don't want to be around simply by the words that you continually say. Philippians chapter 2, verses 14 and 15 say, Do everything without grumbling or arguing, so that you may become blameless and pure. Children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. And some people, like they're choosing to wait for life to improve before they change their attitudes, but it doesn't really work that way. Like we must give thanks in the middle of circumstances because as we speak words of thanksgiving, it enables us to see God amongst those difficult times. Our words to other people matter as we look to see whether we are living a lifestyle of thanksgiving or not. Fourthly, God calls us to live a lifestyle of thanksgiving with our giving. And when anyone does something that meets a need that you have, or it's a blessing to you, you want to respond by giving them something. Now, it may not be in that exact moment, it may not have the same monetary value, but as a response, you want to show appreciation 
to that person. And that often comes in some sort of gift. And we, when we think of everything that God has done, like everything that He has given to us, there is absolutely no way that we can repay Him, even though He hasn't asked us to do that. But we can give back to Him. And so 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 7 says, Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And so one way to show thanks to God is to give tithes and offerings to Him, but not out of obligation, but with this willing and this cheerful heart. Last week, we took up a Thanksgiving offering. And really, three weeks ago, we briefly mentioned it, saying, hey, this is going to be happening. And then two weeks ago, we gave you more information about where we are with the loan. We told you the need, where we currently stand. And then last week, we actually took up the offering. There was not one moment that we tried to guilt anyone into giving. We simply told you what the need was. And we said, think about the blessings that God has given to you. And then I want you to respond with that. The way that you responded is phenomenal. Like, I know there's still a few gifts that are coming in towards this specific offering this week. But in addition to our, re- our regular weekly offering, the most current number that I've added up and heard is that we gave $119,432.97. Like, that is a huge number for one day. And again, it's not out of obligation. It's a way simply saying, God, thank you for what you have done. And then I think about what Sarah said and all of the stockings being taken. Again, giving back to God through tithes and offerings is a way that you say thanks in all circumstances. Fifth, God calls us to live a lifestyle of thanksgiving with our time. With our time. One way that we show a person that we value them is to spend time with them. Like Especially if it's a season of life that you are super busy, it says a lot when you choose to make someone a priority, when you spend time with them, and not just being there physically, but being fully attentive to them in the moment. And most of you know by experience that when someone does that for you, like it just means the world. And so we show God that he is important to us by spending time with him. And that can be through devotion times. It can be through times of prayer or times of solitude. Maybe it's simply times in nature, anything that allows you to be in his presence. And it doesn't mean that every time that you're going to be with him, it's going to be one of those wow moments. Like sometimes we have that expectation that every time I spend with God, I'm going to come away just completely in awe of him or life-changing moments. Like that doesn't even happen with your friends or your family. So why do we have that expectation with God? But I will tell you this, that every moment you spend with him, you show him that he is important to you. And so let me just ask this question. Do you consistently spend time with God outside of Sunday morning church? Just like giving money, we shouldn't do this because we're supposed to, but it is because we are truly thankful. Sixth, God calls us to live a lifestyle of thanksgiving with our service to Him, with our service to Him. I mentioned earlier that oftentimes we want to give back something when someone meets a need, and sometimes that's a gift, but sometimes the way that we do that is to serve them. 
in some sort of capacity. And so how can I help this person who has helped me, maybe using my talents, maybe using my abilities? And as we look at our relationship with God, we can be thankful for the life that He gives to us. And when we choose to accept Jesus, we are then called to follow Him because He gave His life for us. Like we give the most important thing that we can offer, which is our life. Now, that doesn't mean that each of us has to be a martyr for Jesus, though I do hope that if we were put in the situation, that we would have the strength to die for Him. But again, I hope that we won't ever be put in that situation. It doesn't mean that every single one of us has to work at a church or as a missionary to another country, though God does call some people to do those things. But it simply means that in everything you do, in everything that I do, we honor Him. Like we want to give Him our best and not just the leftovers. We choose to serve Him because He deserves it. And I think about a specific scene in the movie, The Count of Monte Cristo. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but without giving too much of the movie away, there's this man named Edmond, and he ends up in a situation where he must fight this man named Jacopo to the death. All right, and so they're about ready to fight, and Edmond ends up winning, but he does not want to kill Jacopo. And so he makes a deal with the organizer of the fight, and Jacopo's life is spared. Now, oftentimes, we hear people make an oath based on ancestors to, to prove, you know, how serious we are. For instance, you know, I swear on my mother's grave, or I swear on my father, you know, that what I am saying is true. And even though Jacopo, his um, oath is very serious, it still kind of just makes me laugh as I hear him say it. He says these words to Edmond, I swear on all of my dead relatives and even the ones that aren't feeling so well, that I am your man forever. Like, he's, what can I offer to you for allowing my life to be saved? He owes him everything, and so he chooses to serve him with the remainder of his life. And he made it clear with the words that he says. When you and I, when we actively live our lives in service to God, it is a way that we say thank you for that which he has done and the life that he has given to us. So seventh, God calls us to live a lifestyle of thanksgiving with our service to others. And this is similar to how we should use our words for God and to others as well. And so this is what we need to do. God wants us to serve him. But part of the way that we do that is by serving other people. In fact, Jesus tells a story that we call the parable of the unforgiving servant or the unmerciful servant. And so in this story, a king wipes out this debt of a man, this huge balance that he owes. And then he goes out and finds someone else that owes him a little bit of money, but he does not forgive him. And in doing so, the king hears about this and he's angry because he has missed the point and his heart hasn't changed. He has not passed on that which he has received. And you and I, we are called to serve others because of the grace that we have received. And in fact, in Matthew chapter 5, we're told that, that we're the light of the world, but ultimately we are reflecting he who is the true light. And so in verse 16, it says, in the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify 
your Father in heaven. You see, the reason that we choose to serve other people is that they will see what God has done for us. And maybe, just maybe, they will choose to follow Him as well. And it is one more way that we get to say thanks in all circumstances. And so then finally, God calls us to live a lifestyle of thanksgiving with our obedience. With our obedience. And real simply, if you want to say thank you to God, you obey what He says. 1 John 5.3 says, In fact, this is love for God, to keep His commands. And His commands are not burdensome. You and I, we show Him that we love Him by obeying His commands. Can you really love someone or say thank you when you're constantly doing the opposite of what they ask you to do or, in this case, what they tell you to do? Maybe it's partial love, but you're also showing that your way is more important. In fact, in Luke chapter 6, verse 46, Jesus says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I say? See, you and I, we can do a lot of things that I already mentioned above, but if we're not living a life of obedience, our words or our songs or even our gifts to God and to other people, they lose a lot of their meaning, if not all of it. Like it almost becomes kind of like as if we were to say, I'm going to give God one day a year to say thank you and eat lots of food and then fall asleep during football, when what God really wants is for us to live a lifestyle of thanksgiving. You know, last week, I heard one of the speakers at the community thanksgiving service say that as Christians, like we should be the most thankful people on earth. Like we understand the gift that God has given to us, this eternal life that we could not earn ourselves, and that we should, that should cause us to become thankful and so let's be thankful people more than just one day a year. Let's do as 1 Thessalonians 5.18 says and give thanks in all circumstances. And so today as we come to the end, like if you want to accept this gift that Jesus offers, if you're like, I want to completely live for him, like I encourage you to go to the decision point during this next song. This gift of grace, this eternal life, of not having to pay for our own punishment is truly amazing. And if you want someone to pray with you about a difficult circumstances in your life, or maybe even one of these areas that we've been talking about this morning, like maybe you're not living it out very well, and you want someone to pray for you alongside of that, then I encourage you to go there as well. But I'm going to pray over us, and then when I finish, if you have a decision to make, I want you to head to one of these decision rooms as the rest of us sing. So let's pray. God, I thank you for what you have done. I am thankful for Jesus and what he gave willingly so that we could be reconciled, so that we could be bought back, that we could have a life with you forever and ever and ever. God, I'm thankful um, just even for the chance for us to gather this morning and look at these ways to live a lifestyle of thanks. And so I pray for encouragement. I pray um, even for conviction in areas of our life that we need that and ultimately, that our lives would be ones that honor you, that lift you up, and that in doing so, people may see something different in us and glorify you as well. So God, continue to work on each one of us where we need and be with us this week. It's in your name that we pray. Amen.
If you have a decision to make, head your way to the rooms. Everyone else, let's stand.